For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about the Titans versus the Jaguars upcoming matchup this Sunday. And speaking of joining us, we are pleased to be joined by the Believe in Jags pod guys. We got James Johnson and we got Phil Smith. Boys, how are we all doing today? Hey, thanks for having us again, man. It's been a long time, as y'all said, <laughs> a little less than what, 24 hours or 24 hours directly uh, since y'all spoke with Phil. But yeah, I'm good. Can't complain. It's been a busy, what, it's been since Thursday, so busy five days or so for us on this end. Uh, but we're glad to join y'all nonetheless and uh, talk about what's going on in the, the Jaguars community. Yeah, of course, it's always good to see you guys and talk with y'all on the a whole lot of fun. You know, we, we said this over on our show, even though our teams are and our fan bases, of course, are always at each other's necks. It's nice to get together with you guys and talk about these two franchises. And, uh, you know, lucky for you, Davey, there's no shortage of topics to talk about <laughs> this week. Very, very much so. And before we get into that, I just got to ask it. Do you believe? Oh, always. always. And, <laughs> and Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. And on top of that, Major League Baseball playoffs are starting, the NHL, the NBA right around the corner whenever it comes to gambling. NHL, NBA, that's honestly my favorite sports to bet on. Will it be interested to see how the models work out this season, but head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I know normally we just jump right into talking about the game, but that I just can't do that right now. Everything 
in the national football media landscape is currently centered around the Jaguars head coach, Urban Meyer, and everything that has been happening for him the last couple of days. James, Phil, can you just please fill us in for what it's like, especially from the Jaguars' perspective, and really just kind of open up what all is happening, because it's still a lot to be determined, a lot of moving parts right now, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I'll set it up here, Jay, to give your listener base kind of a little preview, since I'm sure not a lot of your listeners are listening to Believe in the Jaguars, which is understandable. But hey, hey, go, you know, hey, go listen to Believe in Jags by guys. <laughs> which, so, so you know, we coming off, we're coming off Thursday. You know, the team looks good. You know, they're clearly heading in the right direction, starting to piece things together. And we're just enjoying our day. You know, I'm spending time with my family. Jay's with his family. And then all of a sudden, we're getting blown up. People are sending us text messages. We're getting tagged and on Twitter. And we see this video come out, man, and we're wondering what in the world is Urban Meyer doing? What is happening? And it's just been a roller coaster since then. And, and Jay, I mean, even up till today, all day today, you know, more information coming out. And Davey, I think you're going to talk to us about that here in just a moment. But, you know, coming out about what's going on within the locker room and him losing the team and Shad Khan coming out and having to make a statement. It's It's been nuts, man. I got up and I had the luxury to watch my Bulldogs win at 12 in the afternoon. So started the day off on the winning side of things, got to see the Florida Gators lose, you know, I guess I should to uh, backtrack a little bit. After that, after the Bulldogs won, I took a nap around five-ish, somewhere around there. And then when the Gators game came on, I caught the end of it and how that went. I was fine with that outcome, of course. And of course, <laughs> in the process of that also, <laughs> you feel like uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to <laughs> Uh, yeah, they got beat by a ranked team. I love it. Love it, man. Well, at least you're not short on words when it comes to Georgia, James. <laughs> Shout outs for Coach Stoops over there. He did us a favor. But uh, yeah, as that is unfolding and that fourth quarter is unfolding, we're seeing all of these videos surface on Urban Meyer and this, that, and the other. And uh, I think at that point, me and Phil came to the conclusion that we knew it was going to be a busy few days uh, because. Uh, it, it's always something with Urban Meyer and it never is just what initially happens. It's the after effect that really occupies a lot of our time in terms of what we do on our end. The biggest thing right now is just kind of what does this mean for the future of Urban Meyer as the Jaguars head coach? I mean, it's one thing if you're winning, but currently Jag sitting at 0-4. They do have a tough test coming in, especially when you look at the recent history between the matchup between the Titans and the Jags. Titans right now still battling an injury bug, so that could keep things closer than people initially expected. But yeah, the the drama right now is just really around Coach Meyer. Is he losing the team? And just full disclosure, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Michael Lombardi was the first guy I saw put this out this morning, but his tweet said, according to two Jacksonville sources, there are many closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in the football offices, and none of them have anything to do with the Titans. Stay tuned. This could get ugly. And then there were some conversations about Urban Meyer and like some moral morality clauses kind of going into effect. Are these things just going to kind of go underneath and die down for a little bit or do you expect more to kind of happen in the next few days yeah if you win that what that's what cures everything in this league it, it cures grief it cures everything uh listen I, I don't think this 
we, we always talk about sources and let me just give you from a player's perspective. Sometimes those sources that, that are giving you that information, it's misleading. Sometimes they're giving you what you want to hear and they, and they don't, they're not necessarily giving you the truth. Now, listen, I know that there was a video that surfaced, but listen, he didn't, he didn't break any law. You think about the situation with Bobby Petrino years ago when he nearly died in a motorcycle accident with a, you know, student or whatever she was. And we don't know that situation, but it wasn't pretty. And unfortunately, he lost his job. With Urban Myers, it's, it's different. Uh, he was in a bar and with social media being what it is today, I think things were just blown out of proportion. We don't know. We don't really know the truth. We just know what we saw. And we just saw something that we see if you go to a bar, most men doing on a daily basis. Now, I don't believe this has anything to this will not have an effect on that football team because they still have a job to do. And I'm sure Mr. Khan let his guys know to not let this be a distraction. He's got this team going right where they need to be going and they're evolving. They're moving in the right direction. Only thing you have to do is to watch this team from week one down in Houston to week four in Cincinnati, you can see a total different team. And that's what you want to see. When you put a uh, 53 guys on a field or how, how, however many guys you dress out, you want to see is that team taking on your DNA. And one thing about Urban Meyer teams, you know from history, is they will compete. You watch his teams from Ohio State, you watch his team from Utah, and you watch them for Florida Gators. He might come in the first year he was at Florida, he didn't necessarily pan out. He didn't fare well. But what happened over time? They got better. And that's what you want to see. And what coach is going to do, you always have to deal with distractions in a locker room, whether it's players or coaches. You have to get past that. And I think this team is going to use that as fuel coming out Sunday because this is just because my coach decided to go have a few. That don't mean that we have to go out there and lay an egg. You know, so again, this team has a responsibility because they're getting paid to play. And if you're getting paid to play, then there's an expectations that is placed on you. So I'm not seeing this situation. It's not a distraction. And unfortunately, what they're giving us is sometimes it's misleading because they give the they give the how you say this as a player perspective. Sometimes in the locker room, you will give reporters what you think is the right thing that they want, what you think they will want to hear. We're not necessarily giving you the truth. We don't necessarily, as players and as coaches, they don't always unveil the truth. And I hate to say that, but it's just the way it is because there's a lot of things that goes on that they keep hush-hush. It's just unfortunate that sometimes the media would get a hold to it, especially with social media being what it is today. Denard, you and I can dive more into this in our next episode. I know we only have a limited amount of time. There's a lot of what you said that I agree with, and there's a lot that I disagree with. I think it's not just this one incident, it's the totality of circumstances that have been surrounding Urban Meyer's tenure so far as the Jacksonville head coach. And as we talk about just looking at being successful at college to being successful in the pros, it doesn't exactly translate. The greatest coach of all time in college football is Nick Saban, and he flamed out in the NFL. Steve Spurrier, another great coach, didn't exactly do that. It remains to be seen, but I guess Phil and then James, I'll, I'll let you guys go. For looking forward to this game, where do you think the team is kind of situated from and all right there this is their game plan heading into playing the titans from an injury standpoint should they have all their players good to go How, how's this jacksonville team shaping up heading into this game well if 
you know, some reports are to be believed, and Urban Meyer has, you know, somewhat doesn't have a lot of support in the locker room. I think the hope is that the players are then playing for each other. You know, take Urban Meyer out of it and take all of the distraction or, or whatever the, you know, what have you out of it. Then you just want to go out there and perform against a team that, of course, has consistently had your number. Now, there's a lot of turnover on this team. There's a lot of new faces here. Of course, you got Trevor in place now. But you're coming off a couple of games in which, again, as Denard mentioned, you're you're improving. You're looking you're looking good. They're very competitive against the Cardinals, which look like a you know a legit team. And probably you can make the case that they should have won the Thursday night football game, and they just haven't figured out how to win yet. So the hope is that they come out and they're ready to play. They take advantage of a Tennessee team that, as you mentioned, is still trying to get healthy, still trying to get right, and still trying to build their chemistry. So early on, you know, you can kind of take advantage of that for a team that. Uh, in Tennessee, where we talked about this on our show, is still very much going to be in the hunt to win the division, even if they lose this game. So take advantage of that and, you know, put all that distractions aside and show the rest of the league, hey, we don't care about any of this. We're going to go out here and we're going to play our best. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, what if you look back at time, I'm a big history guy. Look back at time. Look back at history. Look back at what happened in the past or whatever the case may be. If you look back at time, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not new to this. In 2017, they were, uh, if you want to say this is where they are now, they didn't see eye to eye and, you know, uh, they weren't completely on board with the coaching staff in 2017 and look where they went, you know, they went to the AFC uh, championship. So, I mean, like, and it came out later, you know, Jalen Ramsey didn't see eye to eye with Tom Coughlin. Uh, and some of these guys maybe didn't see eye to eye with Doug Marone and so on and so forth. But like Phil said, what they did, they went out there and played for each other. And Jalen Ramsey came out to say that recently in an interview with Aqib Tlaib, uh from formerly uh, the All-Pro and Pro Bowl cornerback. Uh, so he came out to say that, and that was telling for me that that team could play for each other and still really go to where they went. They almost went to the Super Bowl for crying out loud. And let's hope that's what this team does. As Phil said, uh, you know, this and all of us have said this team isn't a hundred percent when you look at the Titans. And if you could take advantage of getting this Titans team without Julio Jones and uh without AJ uh Brown and, and you know, we all know and Denar can speak on this, hamstring injuries are tricky. You don't just come into a situation uh a week after the you know, you that you basically were, you know, ruled out on Friday, basically. You don't just hop into that situation with a hamstring and it's something that you you have to kind of be careful with and smart with because it can linger. It can come back at any any point in time. And uh, it's uh, hamstrings are tricky as injuries you'll deal with, really, when it comes to uh, a football player's injury. So that being said, you know, if you are the Jaguars and those two or even one of those don't suit up, uh, you blood and water and you got to take advantage of that because the next time you see this team you better believe they probably are going to have both of those receivers who are very very good at what they do Denard if you're looking at this game for the Titans outside of trying to change the script for how the game went in the trenches last week what's your game plan for attack for this Titans offense I mean what is the is it just as simple as let Derek run listen it's this game you just can't focus on number 22. You will not win in this league with one player. Or you can bring in Jeremy McNichols. I just don't think the way that offenses are predicated now, 
uh, and the way that defenses they've learned they've caught up with a lot of the offenses. You can't just rely on one player. We saw that Sunday, and it was a heck of a game plan from New York. Listen, it's going to come down to matchups this week. And if you're the Titans, I truly believe that the only way that they're going to win this game, they have to have more production out of the receivers. So when you look at the secondary of Jacksonville, which I believe is their Achilles heel, I'm going to focus on Tyson Campbell, the rookie out of Georgia. Now, he's been struggling. If you watched the game the other night at Cincinnati, we saw Jamar Chase do something that the Titans receivers were not able to do Sunday. That means he tops the defense. Top the defense means you get over the top of everybody. And we saw that in Houston when they played in week one against Houston. They allowed, but three, four, I, don't, I stopped counting all the explosive plays that Brandon Cook made that game. So again, they're going to go right at, you got to go right at the rookie. You have to win your matchup. This game, it can't, you can't just put it on the shoulders of one player. You won't, you won't make it in this league like that. So I'm going to focus this week on the perimeter. I think these these guys, Tyson Campbell and Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin and Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook, Akine, Cam Batson, they might, they will determine this football game. And not to mention, you got to look at special teams. Now, if you're a special team coach, Nick Sorison this week, you're on four. And listen, you've had a little time to rest up. And when you have time to rest in this league and you might need something, you might need a play to really uh, rejuvenate this, this, this team if something goes wrong. Uh, listen, why not some trick plays, you know? So you got to be careful that, careful about that if you special team coach Craig Dockerman. James, throwing this to you, obviously the talk around Jacksonville as it relates to football is just that Trevor Lawrence is coming in. He's obviously the future of that franchise. How is he progressing so far through week four? And, I mean, are, are they continuing to see progress each and every week? Yeah, and I think, you know, Denard spoke on this. He saw the last game. He would agree with this. If I mean, uh, that's if Denard saw all of the games. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. seen all of the games. But he would probably agree when we say that was Trevor Lawrence's best game since stepping on the NFL field easily. And the most important part, I think, about it was he took care of the ball. He hadn't been previously doing that. Uh, he, he was smart with, you know, when to throw the ball away, uh, just that and the other, there weren't any fumbles or interceptions or none of that. And that being said, you know, the world and it coincidentally on the national stage, the world saw what Trevor Lawrence could be uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I mean, some of that goes to kudos to Daryl Bevel as he's implemented the run game more and more each game. That's a good thing because they started off the first two games. James Robinson only had like 16 carries. That can't happen for a player who. The NFL themselves has said is a top 100 player. The players on the top 100 list voted James Robinson into that list themselves uh, as player number 100. So you can't go two games with just giving that guy 16 carries in two games. That's just not acceptable. So he's had six, uh, I think it was 15 carries a uh, week before last, and then uh, it was 18 carries last week. He's gotten more involved, and that has helped Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence, as a result, has been able to uh, go out there and do what he does best. I mean, he dropped some dimes, one to James Agnew. Uh, it was a few others. It was one where he kind of played YOLO ball, as they call it, threw one up to LaVisca Chenault for like 50 yards or whatever the case may be. That's more along the lines of what we want to see. And it was very encouraging. Despite everything that's going on, at least Daryl Bevel and Trevor Lawrence and that offense seemed to be trending in the right direction. Phil, Jay just mentioned... 
James Agnew there. And I know you're you're really high on him, obviously. He's kind of come into the league and had some really big, explosive plays to this point. Unfortunately, last week for the Jaguars, DJ Chark suffered a pretty significant significant leg injury. His future is definitely uncertain. And so with losing one of your top weapons, what else is Trevor looking to have at his disposal with Chark going down? Yeah, and it's definitely unfortunate with Chark. Now, the thing with that, though, is he had been having a little bit of a disappointing season. We had very high hopes for DJ Chark. And not only did we have high hopes, so did Urban Meyer. We, this is something we saw in, uh, in before the season started, where before OTAs, Urban Meyer was specifically singling out DJ Chark and working with him on, off to the side. So, you know, uh, Kurt, Coach Meyer certainly saw a lot of potential in him. And he had kind of been underperforming up until that point. And, of course, you want to see him start getting better, and then the injury happens. Uh, so, of course, you know, the fact in prior years, this definitely, and not that it isn't, you know, a significant loss now, but it would have been a worse loss had they not have, if they don't have a guy like Marvin Jones, a veteran guy that is there that he can rely on, that he has clearly built up the chemistry. And we talked about this yesterday, too. He, they're starting to scheme LaVisca Chenault into the playbook as well. He had his best game of the year so far, six catches, 99 yards in the Thursday night game. So they're slowly starting to figure it out. And and uh, Dan Arnold came in off the trade and immediately made an impact. And, Jay, we were talking about this yesterday. That guy has sneaky athleticism, man. I, it took me by surprise. I did not expect to see that guy turn up field and, and make that cut. And, you know, tight end has been a significant need for here in Jacksonville since, gosh, since Mercedes Lewis left in 2018, you know. So it's been a long time. And they, they really want to incorporate Ty, uh, Tyron Johnson, which they picked up off of waivers from the Chargers as well. They're starting to see him make significant strides in, uh, in, in practice. So there are weapons here. And, yeah, it's really uh, unfortunate to, to lose a young guy like DJ who is in a contract year as well. That's going to have to be a conversation they'll have in the offseason coming off an injury. But it would have been much more significant had they not had a guy at, and a leader like Marvin Jones and also LaVisca Chanel coming on as well. And Denard, obviously you talk about these guys that the Jaguars do have. The Titans defense, it seems as though it's been hit or miss, all or nothing for each game this year. You really don't know which team's going to show up. If you're the defense right now, and I know with Zach Wilson, your game plan was blitz, blitz, blitz some more. Titans weren't able to get to him, weren't able to really put much pressure on him. Are you hoping that that is the same game plan this week, except just you actually see some execution? What should the Titans try to do to go at this Jaguars offense? Everything is centered around, of course, the offensive line of Jacksonville. I thought they looked good the other the other night against Cincinnati. Uh, they were able to protect Trevor for the most part. You consider that first game of the season, he was like a walking duck out there. So they're getting better. I think as that unit gets better, you're talking about they got some playmakers, Big Cam Robinson. Uh, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, they got some play, they got some explosive players. But again, I think this game is going to come down at Jacksonville. If they can run the football like they did the first time they played the Titans, and we saw what happened, James Robinson came into Nashville last, last year and he lit it up. I mean, let me tell you something, we didn't have a, uh, I mean, we couldn't contain him. I mean, he went over for 100 yards that game, and that's what kept Jacksonville in the game. But again, if you're Tennessee, you know that you're watching that film from last year. But again, we know about Marvin Jones last year, Davey, considering the fact that what Detroit was able to do against Tennessee last year. And I, I believe if you're this, if you're Urban Meyer, if you're uh, Daryl Bevel, you want to make sure, like Phil said, 
I want to get Dan Arnold going. I, he scares the heck out of me. I, I don't know where he came from, but I tell you what, when you have to match him up against a linebacker, that might be a nightmare. So the X factor of this ball game might be number 85, Dan Arnold, this week. I'm telling you, Davey, this is an explosive playmaker. He's fast. He's elusive. And once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make plays. So this is the matchup where I'm, I'm kind of shaking because who are you going to put on him? Is it going to be Rashawn? It's going to be Jayon? Or are you going to try to match a safety with him? And, and he's too big at 6'6". Six, six. So, again, just watch number 85 this week. I think he's going to have a, a big say-so in what happens in this ballgame Sunday. The Titans so far, I feel like they've done a pretty decent job of containing the tight ends. But so at, to this point, we've not faced a lot of great tight ends. So it'll be interesting to see what the Titans are able to do with Arnold looking to get more involved. Because, I mean, again, last week whenever he played against the Bengals, that was – He'd only been in Jacksonville for a very short time, so another week to get acclimated with the playbook to see how he's going to grow from one week to the next. Definitely something to keep an eye on, and as we've kind of mentioned, chart going down, they're going to have to look to get a little bit more creative. And I do expect to see a couple of explosive, some sort of gadget-type plays for the Jaguars this weekend, just because, at least as of late, it's been a little bit of a struggle for them whenever it comes to playing the Titans. So, And with all the off-the-field off issues... I'm just interested to see how that kind of goes about. Guys, to transition into the final question, and this is one that it's just so weird because whenever you're looking at giving a prediction, a lot of it is just predicated on, all right, well, at least I know who's going to be available this week. I know how the team's going to respond based off of what all is going on outside of football. But for both of these teams right now, there are just so many questions. You look at, the as we talked about urban situation what does that mean for the team do they they want to go out and play for the guy or they want to go out and play for the man next to him we'll see for the titans are they able to get some guys back that can help make the offense more explosive provide more depth on defense so right now go around the room and get our predictions for the game and phil i will start with you sir again like you said there's just so many factors coming into this thing and it's one of those one of those toss-ups you guys when you guys joined me yesterday you you did mention that whenever the Titans lose a game that maybe they weren't necessarily supposed to, they usually come back pretty strong. And, uh, you know, you can't help but take, in, take into account the history between these two teams. And there's usually one competitive game between them and then one blowout. I am hoping that this is the competitive one because of the progress that the Jaguars are making. But Jay, doesn't it just seem like the most Jaguar thing ever to come out and just lay an egg at home, in you know, against a division rival? And I'm hoping that's not the case. I, until they can prove to me that they can win, I can't pick them. So unfortunately, I do have to go with the Titans. I, I'll go with a score somewhere around like 27, 17, 27, 20, somewhere along those lines. Um, and maybe those are points that come late, you know, because again, it, it would just be the most. Jaguar thing ever for them to show up in front of their home crowd that is excited to see them and again you know not necessarily give us the product we want to see real quick I would love to see this rivalry get back to where it's one in which you have a competitive game in game out last year the first time these two teams met that one came down to the wire I know it was ultimately a an interception that sealed the deal for the Titans but I mean that was a I think it was like 33 30 point game something along those lines very closely contested throughout uh, so, but like it does just make it that much more interesting. I don't like going in and just seeing a game just be uncompetitive. So I, I, I hope for your guys' sake and just for my entertainment value that 
we do have a, a close contest. Jay, I'll throw it to you, sir. Yeah, I, I think it'll be competitive, actually. And, uh, and and the reason is because the right side of the ball is clicking, and that's the offensive side of the ball. And we all know offense is king in uh, football. So that being said, uh, not only that, but I think Trevor Lawrence is wired the right way, too, in terms of weeding out the distractions. and Because he's shown us this ever since he's been playing the game of football. And so that being said, I don't know that the – situation where Urban Meyer will throw him off of his game that much. You know, if him and Daryl Bevel are where they need to be, and it seems like they're getting there week by week, and uh, Coach Brian Schottenheimer, the passing game coordinator, seems like he is getting there week by week with Trevor Lawrence, and, and that's one thing Meyer even said. Like, kudos to the job Schottenheimer has done with Trevor Lawrence. And those three combined, those and their connection, and James Robinson doing what he does best and finding his way. I think it'll be close. I think I went with something along the lines of in the USA Today paper, and this is an early preview of that, but um, uh, I think I went along the lines of 23-27 okay. in, in favor of the Titans. Yeah, okay. that, that line's been sitting around four, so that's, that's right where Vegas has it. Phil, I guess great minds think alike. You said 27-17. That's kind of where I'm sitting at at the moment, and it's just one of those things. I, I do think that the Titans will come back and rebound after such a poor outing in New York, but for whatever reason, it seems like they do struggle with rookie quarterbacks, which is something you feel like a lot of teams should be able to take advantage of, especially just them trying to get acclimated to the speed of the game and just all the nuances that a DC would be able to throw at them to try to throw them off. But for whatever reason, the Titans just seem to let rookie quarterbacks uh, have a coming out party. So we'll see what happens. Maybe Trevor Lawrence goes off for 300 yards and five touchdowns, knowing, knowing the Titans. But D, I'll give you the last word, sir. Man, I feel really uneasy about this game, uh, just like I felt last week. And the reason that I say this is because I think this is a team, and I'm talking about Jacksonville, that if they basically play like they played the other night against Cincinnati, and instead of putting a half together, they can put three or four quarters together. I think this is a team that can actually win this football game and get their first victory because the Titans are actually pretty beat up. And if we can get Julio, I don't know the status of Julio. I know AJ won't be playing. And if these receivers that we had from Chester to Nick, if there's an inability for them to top, if they can't top the defense and take advantage of uh, matchups that I think are favorable for the Titans, then I think Jacksonville comes out of this game with a victory. And I hate to say that, but I'm looking at Jacksonville winning this game first season. They take this 2017. Really? Okay. Yeah, I got a good feeling on this one. It's it's not what I was hoping to hear, but <laughs> I, 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 I really I really hope you're wrong. I don't know. This is I mean the Titans obviously we're in win now mode, and it's one of those things where you can't afford to have two letdown games in a row, especially to a team that just right now they're just inferior from a talent standpoint. But like you say, Denard, the NFL there is not much disparity between the no, teams, it's not. and any given Sunday you never know what you're going to get. But Phil James, we really do appreciate you guys joining us. Before we get out of here, please tell the good people of Believe in Titans where they can find you all and listen. Yeah, guys, it's always an absolute blast. Love doing this each and every single year. And uh, yeah, as far as, you know, Believe in the Jaguars, you can find it anywhere you listen to Believe in Titans. Uh, of course, uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Jags Pod. You can find me at Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I-P-I-N-O.
Yeah, and uh, Phil pretty much gave you all the information on uh, where you can find the podcast. You can also uh, check out our content, written content, at uh, Jaguars Wire. That's jaguarswire.com. And you can follow me at sportsgrind underscore done. You can follow the Twitter handle for Jaguars Wire at the Jaguars Wire. Guys, thank you very much. And I will say, if Urban does get fired here in the near future, or bolts for another job. I'm tuning into your all's podcast first. I love a good coaching search as a Tennessee volunteer fan. That's what gives me life. And so we'll we'll see what happens there. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Denard, as always, love your input, even though I disagree with you majority of the time. It's not majority of the time. Uh, I, I just like to. I, I just like why. to. I, lo- I love to r- give you a little rib here and there. But that's why I love you like a brother. I never wanted. There it is. All right. Well, hey guys, you all have been listening. To believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B L E A V. T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.